Welcome to the Sam Dean Podcast, where we talk about life uncensored. Our podcast is brought to you today by Van Zant Coffee. The best locally roasted, best tasting coffee you can get. Try some at VanZantCoffee.com. Hope you enjoy. All right, episode three. Today I'm joined by Logan Thompson, who... It's kind of a guy that I mentored when he was in high school. He did CrossFit at CrossFit Van Zant. He went on to Texas A&M Galveston and then transferred to Texas A&M where he got his ring. He graduated. Now he's back. Uh, he splits time between Austin and here. He has his marketing company, which I use. Logan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sam. I appreciate it. What's the name of your company, and tell, tell us a little about it and what you do. Okay, so let's see. My company's name is On Top Marketing and Web Development. Obviously, the goal is to, you know, get you on top, get your business to, uh, you know, the next level through kind of the digital age that we're experiencing right now. So, I mean, usually I can work with, you know, completely online stores, but I've also found a lot of... Um, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons working with kind of just brick and mortar companies to be able to help them kind of make a digital presence to, you know, drive more business, kind of increase their presence mm -hmm. just, you know, because you know, everything's going online really. Um, you know, it's not really, internet's not going anywhere. So yeah. uh, I think it's a lot of uh, space that's uncapitalized on. So I think using, you know, a lot of different, methods of marketing whether it be you know facebook google analytics youtube marketing um, things of that nature honestly the more creative you can get the better mm -hmm. uh, I, just, I just think it's really powerful for for any business so yeah so we recently hired him and started using him for crossfit van zant and van zant coffee but we're gonna try to get like our youtube channel going again and try to get that thing monetized somehow He's going to help with this podcast with our, I eventually want to get like a video to go with the audio for the podcast and uh, he's going to help us with that type of thing. So awesome, man. Well, today's my birthday and I'm 37. Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, Logan, when I was on vacation, got a lot of members together and made this birthday video for me. And it was really cool, man. Thanks for that. Uh, one of the best presents I've ever received. So. No, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, it wasn't just me. It was really a huge group effort yeah. between, you know, both gyms and, you know, your friends and family. And, yeah. yeah, you know, it was the least we could do. So. Cool, man. All right. So what's the most important thing a business owner can do right now online? Well, I mean, there's there's really a lot of things that, that they can do. I would say focusing on something that can provide value to the customer would, would probably be the most effective. Because, I mean, you have businesses out there just, you know, advertising their product or, or you know, what they're doing. And, you know, they're, they're really just kind of, you can tell they're in it to, to make a profit as quickly as they can, uh, you know, with what they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that works, but, you know, when it comes to just providing value that's, you know, just completely free and just you helping them out, it could really 
potentially turn them into like a long-term customer just because, you know, say they're new in an industry that you have a lot of information of. So if you just kind of show them the ropes a little bit, like, you know, free of charge, just really, you know, provide lessons and content that helps them kind of benefit from it or get deeper into their industry. Yeah. It really could help you out in the long term just because your competition uh, wasn't that way. And so they really didn't get that type of trust built in the in the beginning, like like somebody that would, you know, provide content for free do. Yeah. So, I mean, in the in the beginning, it's like I've tried to 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 start a business with the intent, with the sole intent of like making money. That was like when I was in college, I was like trying to start online businesses and uh, I was like, you know, I'm just going to try and drive a profit as fast as I can. Mm -hmm. I quickly found out after losing, you know, good amount of money that uh, that just really wasn't the case. And in a whole nother area I was working in, I was just um, just giving free content. I was making videos for people just uh, on, you know, how to how they can increase their presence completely free of charge and I, I always thought to the back of my head like oh I should be should I be charging for this and um, you know I, I I wasn't but in the long run they turned out to be um, clients they turned out to you know use products that I was using and just really uh, not only like I did I get their you know business or you know but I would also uh, just get a connection as well. So it's like yeah. you you help them break into that barrier of of what they're trying to do, and they end up scratching your back in return. Yeah. So like if I'm online and I'm looking at ads, if it's something that I think is going to help me out, you know, if they're helping me solve a problem, you know, like for instance, I've done a bunch of videos, and like one of my videos is how to climb a rope. You know, mm -hmm. so like it was a good video. Of course, it ha didn't receive a lot of traction because I never promoted it, but like I'm going to look what interests interests me and what helps me first and then through that I'm eventually have the chance to purchase something but if I see it just a product on there I don't know what the hell how am I going to use that how is that going to help me right. I'm just going to move right past it um so yeah finding like helping people first and there's a book by uh I believe by Chris um the two brain guy I forgot his name. I'll come up with it here in a minute. Chris Cooper. He's got a book called Help First, which helps you with sales. Whenever you're selling something to somebody, if you solve a problem for them or you help them first, you're not actually selling it to them. You're just you're actually helping them with a the problem, which is what all sales should actually be. And it doesn't make it as creepy or as mm -hmm. you know skanky. Right. No. Exactly. It's like just it's like you're like you have your your you know quote sleazy salesman guy who's just mm -hmm. gonna give you an elevator pitch and you know, cut you off, just kind of beat into your head that you need it. But compared to somebody that provides value, somebody that can kind of, you know, really kind of teach you a lesson mm -hmm. might create that need in the process to where you're like, you learn what you, you know, you learn the ropes and then you're like, oh, you know, maybe I do need his type of service. Like maybe it would be valuable to me and maybe I should go to them mm -hmm. just because they've, brought me this far you know yeah. and it's like again it's like in the building trust sector so and i had a i had a marketing company I, that i hired called csr media with chris roll which he was great but he sent me because owning businesses you get these s emails all the time from people trying to sell you stuff 
he sent me a personal video saying how he, he was going to help me uh, market and increase sales with Van Zant Coffee and CrossFit Van Zant, and it was like nobody had ever did that before, and it immediately caught my attention, and I used him for you know six or seven months, and it was a good it was a good relationship. But that that video he sent me like caught my attention over just a normal mass email, you know, because a mm-hmm. lot of people they get they find every CrossFit gym in the nation's email. Mm-hmm. And people compile lists like that, and they sell them to people, right? That's another business within itself. But they just send these mass email out to these CrossFit owners or these coffee shops. So I get, like, both of those those spam things or whatever. But, yeah, solving somebody's problem or, or whatever is, is way better, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's kind of – it should be step one because when you think about your competition and how to beat them out, you know, if you don't have the money – to beat them out you might have the resources you might have the know-how and they might have the money but they could be on the completely different track and you know it you end up getting you know what you need by giving people what they need so there's really no competition out there the only competition is yourself man okay no that makes sense you know what i'm saying because yeah, i get that i used to think the same thing too you know like there's you know, there's hundreds of other CrossFit gyms. Hell, there's been another CrossFit gym in my own town. And in Athens for a while, there was another one too. But I'm really not competing with them. I mean, there's there's not unlimited customers, but there's a lot of customers that are untapped. Enough to where any of my competitors could have a full gym. I could have a full gym at capacity. Mm-hmm. And we would still have more people to go. So we're not fighting over the same people. The competitions with yourself, it it's like, what could you be doing right now to make your business better, to help more people? Like, and one of the things I think that we've done well, you know, we've, you know, we've come up with a, a heck of a lot of original ideas in, not necessarily Van Zant Coffee, well, a couple in Van Zant Coffee, but with with CrossFit Van Zant, man, like, you know, the class times, the the program, the, you know, getting the nutrition in there. Like, you know, I know originally I wanted, how can we make people eat, like, healthy? Like, wh- how do we make it the easiest way? Because in exercise, like, the the workouts are great. If you work out, like, six times a week, Monday through Saturday, you're going to get, you're going to increase your fitness. Well, if you eat, start eating healthy, it's going to completely change your world. Like it's going to go like 20 times faster if mm-hmm. you cut out sugar. Right. How do you eat healthy in Canton, Texas? There's not a restaurant. If there was a health restaurant that you could go to and eat every meal there and not stray, <laughs> like that would make it easier. But there's mm-hmm. not. There's not one of right. those. There's Subway, but, you know, <laughs> like you can screw up at Subway. Right, for sure. And then I was like, well, let me get these frozen meals at the gym. And I got those. And those are cool for a little while, but then you get tired of them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we have the fitness portion, like the workouts. We have the nutrition portion. We have the coaching portion, which a lot of it has to do with your mental game. And um, there's always fresh ideas and always stuff we come up with and ways we could get better at delivering the product which is getting people in there getting people to stay 
long term, which is what I want. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, like to w the way to get people to stay is to get to give them results, like continual results, like ongoing results. Right, consistency. Yeah. No, I mean, another couple of things that kind of came to my mind is one, the community aspect. I've been to, I feel like I've been to multiple, a lot of CrossFit gyms, uh, none of them matching the, the type of community that uh, you've managed to, or the, the, the gyms as a whole have managed to achieve. And yeah. then kind of the second one is the empowerment. Like, it's not just like when people think about CrossFit, they just think about, you know, just drink a pre, you know, slam a pre-workout, going to knock out yeah. a, a wad and then talking about your gains and posting it on Instagram all day. But, you know, yeah. in, in the sense of this, it's so much different. It's like, okay, it's like, how old are you? Doesn't matter. What's wrong with you? Doesn't matter. Like, you can figure out a way to improve the, their life. Yeah. And, you know, it, 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 whether you have, you know, underlying medical conditions or not, there's a scale for it. There's a, there's a way, and it's like everything is possible. Well, so. the, the most you know, sleaziest thing ever, or like the, I don't want to say douche, but I can because it's the internet. The <laughs> douchiest thing ever mm -hmm. is like the old gym, in my opinion. I've been to these old gyms. Like, there's mirrors everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their headphones in, and everybody's flexing for themselves. And it's really just a flex game. And what I mean by that is people are in there to, like, impress other people and to hook up. It's like a bowling alley. It's like, I think of like Hans and Franz, like <laughs> 80s, like pump. Like, I think about steroids. I think about like, like necklaces and like <laughs> tank tops, <laughs> tank tops, and like cut off like jorts and like the you know, spaghetti strap tank tops, Timber <laughs> Timberland boots. <laughs> and like, I feel I, I also think about tanning beds and like just all of these things that really have nothing to do with true health and wellness. It's all about aesthetics. Yeah. Like plastic, I think about plastic surgery. I think about these things that that I don't want to be a part of. What I want to be a part of is empowerment, is getting somebody from sickness to health, to wellness to fitness. I would rather have like your grandmother as a client Instead of like your 18 year old self or or your 20 year old self who's like still trying to flex for people, <laughs> right? Like still on Instagram taking pictures of your your booty or mm -hmm. or like your you know what, what are they called? What are those what? called on the Instagram thirst trap? Thirst traps? Thirst traps? Reaches? Yes. Thirst traps? Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of different names. So like, I want people there for the right reasons, mm -hmm. and when it's pure. When you, whenever you're there for your for your health and wellness and you last a lot longer there, like you don't just give up as easily mm -hmm. and when it gets it, it becomes a lifestyle and I can I have the chance of getting you there for the rest of your life instead of just for a season. And I don't like you know, being red headed with like transparent transparent's the see through, right? Yeah, mm. transparent, <laughs> transparent skin. <laughs> like, I've never like, and that might be the reason that, you know, I've never really looked good with my shirt off. You know, I'm not like a model figure, and so I don't care about that type of stuff. I I 
I love performance. When somebody performs well, moves fast, jumps the highest jumper, the fastest runner, the, the heaviest lifter is great. But what's even more impressive with me, though, is like when you're 80 years old and you can still do a burpee or you can do a pull-up. Yeah, the hardest worker, just like yeah. regardless of – Yeah, because know. like I'm 37 today, but the, and I've been doing CrossFit for eight years. Mm-hmm. But the 80-year-old guy – when he does one burpee, but I have to do 200 <laughs> to match the same output, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's like, that's impressive to me, man. And then their family sees it, their kids see it, and they're like eternally grateful, which the video that you made for me today had a lot of people on there like, man, thank you. Five years ago, I called you or I talked to you and you've changed my life on this deal and that's what's so badass about CrossFit Van Zandt. And, man, you know, I've been doing it for eight years now, maybe nine years, since 2011 when I got out of the Army. And, you know, sometimes I, wor- I worry, like, man, I've been working for nine years now on this. I need to get somewhere. But I've gotten somewhere yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I've put the work in, <laughs> and I don't feel like I'm, I want to pat myself on the back, but I, I kind of do, but... Like that video helped, man. It was like, man, it just made me feel great. And thank you. And, you know, we have gotten places. We've had Lisa Kirk, you know, which we don't know what the numbers are. I know she's lost over 110, maybe 115 pounds. But people have gotten off medication, like diabetes medication, blood pressure medicine, antidepressants. They've gotten off of them. Uh, and people have done physical events. Hell, me personally, I've ran ultra mara- ultra marathon distance that I've never done before. Um, I still need to swim across Lake uh, Cedar Creek Lake, though. I don't know about Dude, that. Dude, that's that's coming up. That's that's, that's risky <laughs> right there. So I wanna. I don't know if you guys know about Cedar Creek, but here's the plan. I'm gonna. We're gonna get in the water by Hootenhaller right there at that bridge, and we're just gonna go, kind of sideways across the creek or across the cedar creek and land over there at a marina lone star marina they have a tiki hut bar over there but i have kayaks i'm gonna get two people on a kayak with some life jackets and i'm gonna swim anybody wants to do it they can do it with me take as many breaks as possible or many breaks as needed and we're gonna keep it as safe as possible but i want to swim across that (laughs) i don't know if i'm gonna use fins or not yet but what do you think i I think First of all, I think it's entirely possible. I personally like sink like a rock whenever I swim. But if you if you know how to swim and you've got like the technique and everything, especially with people on kayaks and training, I think training is obviously one of the biggest parts of it. it shouldn't be a problem at all. So I mean, well, there's not going to be any training, but other okay, than just mind. fitness like CrossFit. Oh, well then yeah, probably. Which I'm in shape. I don't know how to swim like, you know, like if you. Like the Mar- the Iron Man people that do the, I don't even know what you call that, it's breaststroke. Right. I don't know what that is. But I do side stroke. I keep my head above the water. Okay. Like I learned this in the Army. Like I just do side stroke, and uh-huh. then I go to the other side. And then every once in a while I go to the backstroke when I'm, when I'm trying to rest. And I know it's slow, but it's comfortable for me. Um, I've never been able to. I can do it for a little while where you turn your head in the water, you know, and you're you're going hardcore like those f- like the speed swimmers do. Mm-hmm. But this is just going to be like a a test and a <laughs> and a really 
a test to see how far I can get. You know, I might not get there. I mean, yeah, it's worth a shot, you know. It's like, did you – I don't know if I told you about the story that just happened this past weekend. Like, no, uh, So I, I was down in Galveston with uh, my buddy Trey mm -hmm. and uh, one of his friends. Her name's Tot. And we had – there's this shipwreck right off the coast of what's called Pelican Island by Galveston Island. So Texas A&M University, Galveston is on Pelican Island, and that's all it is. But there's this area called the Wastelands, and it's just – I'm going to be honest, I don't know if we're allowed to go on it or not. I'm assuming we are, because we did. But you drive down this, like, very rocky, like, dirt path, bunch of, like, holes and everything. You definitely need an off-roading vehicle. But uh, once you get to the end of it, you can see right off the coast is this sunken ship, and it's called the SS Selma. And so back in the day, Galveston, I, I, I don't know what company, but uh, the city of Galveston thought, uh, it's probably not city of Galveston. It was a company thought it would be a good idea to build a concrete ship mm -hmm. and um, failed very quickly. And we thought it would be really cool to swim out there and stand on it. So we had one kayak, no paddle and three people. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we made it to the beach and it looks like it looks about a mile away. The cool thing about it was that half of about half of it was walking was waist deep water. So we just we just like kind of trudged through and pushed the kayak and we were like, OK, we'll just we'll swim the other half mile and get there. No problem. Like we don't have a we don't have a paddle or anything, but we have a kayak. So we're fine. We can flow. Right. And so we get like we get within 50 feet of this thing. And this ship is huge. We were excited. We were also exhausted. And I'm not a swimmer, but. Uh, we, we get there and we're like exhausted. We're like, you know what? I think we need to turn around. <laughs> and so, so it's a, it's a concrete boat, like a, a big ship. It is a ship. It is like 200 feet long. But it's not a real ship. No, it's a real ship. But it's concrete. It's made of concrete. Yes. It is sunken. It's, it's made of like, I guess it's made of like metal framing and concrete. Yeah. But like, as soon as they deployed it, it just sunk. And so it's sticking halfway out the water. The front end, I don't know, the, the bow maybe is, is sticking well, out. The bow or the stern, the, we don't know. Yeah, something, the front. I wasn't in the Navy, <laughs> man. I don't know that stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we swam. I was so excited. I was like, we were going to get some awesome pictures for, yeah. our, for our thirst traps, you know, on Instagram. <laughs> and, hey. and, uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, anyway, we get there, and we're like 50 <laughs> feet out. And we're like, okay, let's just turn turn back. And so we turned back. Um, I, I kept my truck on with the brights so in case it got dark. Yeah, this was also towards the end of the day, uh, in case it got dark so we could see when we came back. Mm -hmm. And so my truck looked like a little brown speck at the where we were. And so we're like, okay, let's swim back. And we start swimming for about 10 or 15 minutes. And we look up, and, and the speck just gets smaller. And then you look, and you're closer to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we were getting pulled That's because of the current the right? riptide yeah, rip the yeah. riptide was pulling us out and it was there was a, a fisherman near the near the boat and so that's that was also why i did i was like hey if anything goes wrong we'll just yell loud enough and hopefully they'll pick us up yeah we got very like we got way closer to the ship and we were just it was like time to call it we we're like okay how do we do this like let's get saved and so yeah. we just started screaming <laughs> help help <laughs> 
and the guy he pulled over on his boat and he's like yeah i figured you guys would need me and then that was it man it was wow. it was worth a shot and i got a workout in but next time i'm gonna get on that ship with a kayak or three how if you get to the ship how do you get on it so yeah i haven't gotten that far yet okay. i'm not sure well i imagine you just so you'll come up on the back of it yeah. And so the back of it is completely underwater. So it's technically kind of like you're beaching on the ship with the kayak. Okay. And then you yeah. just pull it up. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a well, unit. It is a big ship. So Sounds like a good way to drown yes. in the ocean. Yeah. But you had the kayak there, so you had a floaty that right. you, you could hold on to, right? We had a floaty, but another thing was this was in the – this was near the, like, the Bay of Galveston – where ships come in to the Houston port. Mm. So you have huge tankers going and yeah. it's probably what's pulling us in honestly. Like right. it's yeah. like you know ripping us like rip tiding us or whatever, but um yeah, it was Jeff it was definitely uh like we were safe with the flotation devices, but who knows what would have happened if we got too close to one of those ships, you know. Wow. But that's why that's why I asked if you were training, but I think in Cedar Creek Lake, that's going to be a lot different than. Uh, well, I originally planned to do that Fourth of July, and and it was everybody. I heard like, about don't, that. Don't do it, man. <laughs> yeah, don't. Everybody's like, don't do it, and I, you know, I should have just did it, but I was going to do it really early. I don't think a lot of people are on the lake really early. Right. I mean, like six a.m. Mm-hmm. and uh, so then I just you know made a safety call. I said, well, I'm going to do it Fourth of July because I know everybody's out there at the lake. Let's do it on just a weekday. So I'm gonna do it just on a weekday, but I need need a couple of assistants, some kayakers, mm-hmm. and I just want to see how far I can swim, you know, without you know, with some help. So you know, if I get in trouble or whenever I max out, if you will, mm-hmm. I can get out. You know, I can get back on the kayak or on the paddleboard or whatever. So I know how far I can run. I can run. I can run 31 miles. And of course, that's with walking a little bit, and that's like just shuffling along. So there's a race coming up in West Virginia that Boog Farrell is going to do, who's going to be on the podcast in the next few episodes. It's a hundred mile race. Okay. It's called Rim to Rim. Something. And it's a West Virginia trail run, and he's done. I don't know if he's ever done a hundred, but he's done fifty milers and sixty milers and stuff. So I'm going to run that race too. But anything over 31 miles for me is going to be a PR. So, like, mm-hmm. I told him I'm going to run as far as I can, and I'm going to quit whenever I have to. I'm obviously – I'd like to finish 100 miles. I might. but You I, might, I, I yeah. Doubt, I doubt it. But if I get 32, then it's going to be a victory for me. And I love those races because, you know, there are, you know, checkpoints and water points and – it's actually a thing. It's different than going out and running 100 miles by yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what you're doing. You right. Could, you could die out on the side of the road somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think, I think you're definitely capable of it and probably even more. Because I think, I think it's uh, – I remember you telling me something a long time ago. I was probably like 18, 17. And it was uh, your body is going to give out a thousand times before your mind does. And it, that, like, yeah. that stuck with me. Because with like with running, I was never the runner at all. I was always just super slow, hated it. 
thought I would just like natu- thought I was naturally not a runner, and then like when that when that kind of stuck with me, it just hit like you know I'd run a mile and maybe walk a little bit, but then the next day I'd run a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then you realize like how much it truly is just your mind. Yeah, and I would change that that quote. I would think that your mind your mind's going to quit before your body will. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> I'm so, I right. completely backwards it. My bad. And and where I got that was you know there's a couple of times like I told this story today I think or yesterday. Like when I got to West Point and I had to run 2 miles for the army physical fitness test like I was there like a week. I had to run two miles. You know, we had to do two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, which is fine for me. Then I had to run two miles and under – I had to get it under like 16 minutes or something. <laughs> I failed. Because I never ran two miles before. Mm-hmm. And it was like my mind was completely like freaking out. Of course, you know, we got to take it ag- again like a couple of days later and I passed it. I like maxed it. I ran like 13 minutes and something. Just because I knew kind of what the gear was, mm-hmm. I was comfortable. And like Boog told me, like, because we ran from the Canton gym to the Athens gym, which was you know thirty point five miles. We ran it twice. The first time, he said it was, it should have been harder because the second time you knew kind of what was going on. Uh-huh. But, and then in Ranger School we had to run five miles in under 40 minutes and the first time I had to run five miles in under 40 minutes in the train up at IOBC I think I failed that and I went and bought a treadmill from Sam's Club put it in my apartment <laughs> and I ran every night on a treadmill five miles Dang. yeah I mean five miles in 40 minutes that's yeah. like a that's you're moving and I, I failed the first time and then I passed for I passed to get into ranger school, and in ranger school, I completely went, like, ham on it because mm-hmm. and, and I was all amped up, and I passed. Fast forward a few years later when I was an instructor at IOBC after I went to Afghanistan and everything, I did it, and I got so good at running five miles in 40 minutes, I became the pace man for the instructors. I just told the students, I'm going to run an eight-minute mile pace for five miles. Stay in front of me. Like, that's how – and that just shows you what training does. Mm-hmm. But then um, – so where where I learned about the mind and the body, though, ranger school – the reason they have ranger school for officers and for leaders in the Army – it's enlisted guys, too. Leaders in the Army is because they move you without food and without sleep so hard and so far and make you do these missions – until you eventually shut down. You shut down way later than what you think is going to shut you down. There comes a time, though, whenever your your men start to shut down so bad and fall, like they literally, they fall asleep standing up and hit the ground, where you know that you can't accomplish your missions anymore, your ambushes or your raids, mm-hmm. so you have to you have to fall back and get into a patrol base and sleep and recover but they they show you like what your limits are mm-hmm. now before ranger school I was like well we're going to do this and this and it's going to be hard you know but I had no idea that we could do so much before we actually our bodies actually shut down mm-hmm. so our minds all quit early you know because right. it sucked the whole time 
but it's just like that in, in in CrossFit in a workout. Like when you're doing a CrossFit workout, you're taking breaks because your mind is telling you to take a break. Your body's really not telling you to take mm-hmm. a break. Your body could keep going if you forced it to. <laughs> Seriously. No, absolutely, I agree. <laughs> you're giving yourself breaks, and it's just like in business, man. Like I was telling you, competition's yourself. You could stay up late and do a new commercial. You could promote an ad. You could you could go. You could call a client and ask them, have a little conference with them, and ask them what you could be doing to help them. Mm-hmm. You could do that, but you're lazy. I'm lazy, right? It. Our business could be as successful as we want it to be. The competition, like with somebody else, like they might be doing that one thing, and it motivates you to do it too. Mm-hmm. But you, in reality, though, you should set your own pace and get ahead. And if you don't get ahead, if you don't do anything, you're going to go out of business. Your business is going to fail, and it's your fault. Right. You could have, like, kept up the pace, you know, and, and have done that. And you need to create your own ideas, man, and have it your own – have your business be, like, unique. Mm-hmm. Be a free thinker. Don't copy somebody else's. Man, a lot of businesses fail because they're like – Oh, I can do what Logan does, and I'll just charge less money. You know, hey, I'm gonna open a landscaping business, and mm-hmm. instead of charging a hundred dollars a yard, I'm gonna charge eighty, and I'm gonna be successful. No, that's dumb. <laughs> the yeah, guy you're just working harder <laughs> for less money. You're working harder for less <laughs> money. The dude that priced it at a hundred did the math, yeah. and he's like, "That's what I've got to have." You know, uh-huh. because you can make a lot of money going and working at Walmart. And yeah. having less stress and not have to have employees, you know. How That's m- true. If you have a college degree like you have, mm-hmm. how much money can you make working for Walmart or Amazon? I mean, is they're, they're hiring. You know they are. You yeah. could go get a job. I mean, there's only so many hours in a day, though, I guess, you know. It's like yeah. But, like, your business that you're doing has to make more money than that mm. because having your own business is stressful. Having your own business is – it's stressful because, like, you're your own master, right? Yeah. Work Walmart and Amazon are not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, not in our lifetime. Yeah, it's nice and secure. So, it's like so you got a nice stress-free type of your paycheck. Your business better make more than that. Or you should just go do that and just be a lot healthier, like, mentally, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's cool to say, yeah, I got my own business or whatever, but it's cool for a little while. I mean, in reality, <laughs> it's like when I had my when I had my eight to four job, you know, I was in a I worked in a lab. Uh, you know, I was doing analytical chemistry and, uh, you know, one of the things that really irked me to, to to do my own thing was that I was I had coworkers that were, were you know, I presume were being paid relatively the same as I was. But the work that I put in. The, d- the difference in it wasn't co- wasn't recognized. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can only work eight hours in a day and my, my coworker can, can be on their phone, you know, the whole time. But I could be just cranking out, you know, a bunch of different right. uh, work. And, you know, it was it really wasn't recognized. But then whenever you, you leave your job, you think, oh, I'm going to go start a business. You actually work twice as much <laughs> and wait, way more than twice. Yeah, as it's you like do, you do, do every job. Yeah, I mean, but the beauty of it is that you don't even feel like you are because it's what you want to do. Yeah, it's your passion. It yeah. should be something that you love. Yeah, when you work for somebody else, 
you're making them money, right? More money than they are paying you, mm-hmm. or else they wouldn't be able to afford to hire you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the economics of it. But you're exactly right, man. Like in the army, I was a captain in the army in the infantry, and like we carried backpacks with rifles and ran around the woods and mm-hmm. shot stuff and like hand-to-hand combat if necessary. But if you were a captain and in the transportation or a lawyer captain mm-hmm. or a captain in uh, ordnance, like a artilleryman, you made the same money I did. It's everybody makes the same amount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would argue that the infantryman's job's a little harder. That's, yeah. But, you know, it, it's probably, you know, it, depending on who you ask. Now, but when you own your own business – you, yeah, you. If you work harder, you're gonna make. You're gonna reap more, but it is more. It is more work for sure. When I opened a second location in Athens, when I have CrossFit Van Zant South, I was like, okay, it's gonna be double the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but my mentor, Chris Cooper, at the time, he goes, man, it's actually quadruple the work. <laughs> and I was like, what does he mean by quadruple the work? And it's right because, I, and I don't know how to explain it properly, but. Having two locations is quadruple the work than having one location. And I don't know how to accurately explain that to people. It's but a, It's a type of math that's not even taught in school. <laughs> no. <laughs> None of this is taught in school, man. <laughs> I, and, and it yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. It should be. So what are you working on right now? So right now I am working on uh, really – you know, I think you just highlighted one of my problems is that I need to define my projects. Mm-hmm. I think one of my problems that I've that I've had is just having my head in 10,000 different places. Like I want to do this, but I also want to do that, but I also want to do that. And I'm like if I manage my time right, I can do all of them, but in reality I need to be kind of like focusing in on on what works. So, I mean, ideally with with digital marketing and just kind of creating a digital presence within yourself, it's almost like you kind of have to have a lot of projects because mm-hmm. it's like you hit on, you know, say you hit on a platform and then a platform sticks and you, and like, you know, you could take off. Um, but right now I, I guess a couple things I'm working on is doing digital marketing for, for businesses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've been able to land a, f- a few clients and uh, replace my income so I you know I got to really do my own thing but now I'm really looking to kind of scale that up I want to see also or I want to see how I can do that while also um, I guess maintaining like I wouldn't say like my quality of life but just make making sure that things go up in the right direction so that we can do uh, just so like I don't you know lose all the marbles at once Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing I'm working on is, I mean, now that I have a little bit more free time, I've been working in the family business, you know, it's like, you know, my mom has a garden center mm-hmm. and it's lazy daisy greenhouse, Athens, Texas, go check that out if you need plants or produce. Um, but basically this summer has been terrible on, um, just heat and, and things of that yeah. nature. And it's like, my mom's getting older, you know, she's not. It's, she's fully capable of doing all of it by herself. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but it's not that I, I don't want her to be doing that. So I've actually been working on this uh, 
automation kind of system using Amazon Alexa. So what I've been doing is uh, I hooked up irrigation to the entire garden center so that every every pot, almost every pot has a you know an, ir an irrigation hose in it. And then from there, I hooked up multiple what's called solenoid valves. And it's like an electric valve that you, once you power it on, it opens. Once you turn it off, it closes. And so what I did is I hooked those up to a smart plugs that connected to Alexa, like Amazon Alexa. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have one or not. I don't, but I know what it is. They're pretty, they're pretty awesome, honestly. I, I first got into kind of building Alexa skills, so uh, which is another avenue of digital marketing, which is Gary Vaynerchuk says that that's like the next thing is like programming Alexa skills to do thing, a lot of things for you. But uh, no, I mean, we had problems with, you know, paying staff to irrigate. Uh, believe it or not, there is a technique to watering. Uh, what they would do is they would turn on the water hose in the middle of the summer and you're just spitting out boiling hot water and they would shoot it on the plants. And so you just instantly just destroy them. Mm -hmm. But um, what I've been working on is having each irrigation in a zone and I've been using each zone hooking up to a spigot to a plug so right now even I can do it from right here on my phone I could water half the garden center I could be like hey Alexa water zones one and two um so that's what I've been <laughs> working on working did it on. just do it I mean no no, you just lied I mean, to me. no, <laughs> no I mean I gotta go on the yeah, app I don't right. have the Alexa thing but sure um I mean it was, it's just like the amount of time it saves in mm -hmm. not only time in watering, but water, you yeah. know, it's like just irrigation is a lot more efficient, but it's really, um, I, I feel like it's, I know automated greenhouses has been a thing, yeah. but I don't think of, of such a user compatibility to where it's yeah. like, Oh, Alexa can do that. It's usually like you got to pay, 20 grand to get your irrigation installed so or something. It, it sounds to me like you know you're saving your mom a lot of time a lot of headache saving her money by, by setting this thing up mm -hmm. and it's very smart what you're doing as far as you said like defining your projects nobody's perfect like nobody has that figured out to a t now there's there's a you probably buy a book with some ceos like every morning i wake up and i get my journal out and i have my to-do list I do that. I have to-do lists, and uh, my battalion commander, uh, Jenkinson, Brett Jenkinson, he had these little little notebook, green notebook, and I remember he would have a like, to-do list, and he would, have the, he would make these little boxes. So he would make a little box, and he would put something. like In, our, in my case, it would be like film new commercial for Van's Ant Coffee or whatever. Mm. And then... Under that, I would put another box, you know, halfway down, tabbed over, uh, you know, get camera ready, get tripod, all these secondary steps to accomplishing that. And then I would have, you know, tertiary steps even tabbed over under some of those to mm -hmm. get that done. So it creates like a box of like, all right, the goal is to film a new commercial this is step by step how to do it and even even those steps have little steps so when i woke up in the day and i went into the gym or, or wherever i was the coffee roastery or wherever i was going i could start marking those off and whenever you take a pen and you make an x in that box or you hit a check it gives you this like 
uh, satisfaction that mm-hmm. you're getting stuff done. And it, and it's just like finishing a workout. It's like easier to do the next one, easier to do the next one. And you can get a lot of stuff done like that. But if you don't have that roadmap or those to-do lists every day, I find that I can I can waste a lot of time on Instagram or Facebook or doing something just stupid. Yeah. Or I could be productive, you know. And, you know, going to bed early has its benefits because you, you're rested the next day. Uh, you wake up, you can get in there. Uh, if I teach in the early classes, man, I have set time. I usually go to breakfast by myself, and I'll bring my computer, and I'll get stuff done. Um, and then I make sure I work out every day. And then usually, like, I have half the day off to come back to the ranch and do, you know, the tons of things we yeah, have to more do work. back here. <laughs> more work back <laughs> yep. here. But I love it, man. Yeah, exactly. You know? For like, sure. Got these new deer blinds. Me and Patrick put up one yesterday, and thing's awesome man we're gonna have a great deer season this year out here yeah i mean i was gonna ask what what's what about you what kind of projects do you have going on uh man what do i not what i don't have going let's see right so as far as van zant coffee goes uh we're gonna we're gonna open up a coffee shop at the roastery in athens so the storefront so i have to get health permit like a state i guess food beverage permit Mm -hmm. and i'm working on that uh, because right now we have tons of people coming in and interrupting our CrossFit class, wanting <laughs> to buy coffee. Mm-hmm. So with those people alone, we could have, and I've got, I hired Patrick and who was on my second podcast. He, uh, he's going to head that up for me and we're going to get that going. Uh, with CrossFit Van Zant, we are finishing our, our latest nutrition challenge, our second one of this year. We're finishing that up at the end of August. Then it's going that's gonna bring us to September and October. We're gonna start planning for the tribute to Heroes Endurance Run, which tentatively is gonna be maybe out here, and it's gonna be a trail run. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yep, because last year it was at CrossFit Van Zandt in Canton, and we did a three-hour, as many rounds as possible. You ran a mile, you came in. There was like eleven <laughs> obstacles. And every time you came in, you checked in, and you had to go through all these 11 obstacles once you got back in, and then you could take a break, or you could head out on your other one. <laughs> so it was a three-hour endurance run. My goodness. Our winning team, so Boog's team, Boog and Jason Hoffman, had 11 rounds. Oh so they God. ran 11 miles. And I, and these 11 obstacles are not easy. There's some, like, rope climb, pull up, like, five reps, sled pull, five deadlifts, you know, assault bike. But the biggest thing we l- we raised twenty five hundred or maybe three thousand dollars for APK charities for that that deal. Um, so I'm gonna start planning that. I don't know if the ranch is gonna be ready for that this year. Uh, maybe maybe not. Um, so Ashley and I got this ranch in between Athens and Canton, and we have cattle, we have ducks, we have a lot of hogs, a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I have to make it into some type of business. Absolutely. Which f- helps me justify, like, the cost of stuff. But I had this problem. I had all these hogs. And I was like, well, I'm going to buy this place. I'm going to go out there with my rifle. I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> well, there's, like, 50 of them. <laughs> and then I started talking to my friends, Torji and Justin Wyckoff, their dad. 
has some property. He has a bunch of hogs, and he leases it out for hunters to come pay. So there's people all over the United States, but especially in Texas, like Houston and Dallas, that'll pay you money to come out here to kill them. So I was like, man, that sounds even better. Like somebody will pay me to come out here and kill them. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to kill them all. So I've got this little bunkhouse here that I've outfitted with three beds and air conditioning. And it's got outdoor kitchen, fire pit. So I rent that out for $75 a night. And we charge, I think, $150 per person for the first person. It goes down to like $125, then $100 for your second and third person per day to hunt hogs. Mm -hmm. We've got two feeders, two blinds. We've got 90, over 90 acres and kill as many hogs as you want. So we got that going. And I also have these game cameras that, that send uh, pictures to my phone. And I've got at least over eight deer out here, and three of those are large bucks. So we're going to have a lot of – so when bow season starts uh, in October, uh, we're going to sell those hunts too, and those are going to be priced differently. Mm -hmm. But um, I really don't care about hunting. Like I, I love the outdoors. Mm -hmm. I, as a kid, I hunted deer and stuff. As I get older, especially, you know, going to Afghanistan and the army and hunting humans, really. Yeah. I don't it's really. A little different. I don't really care about uh, hunting animals. Right. Now I'll I'll shoot them for sport or whatever, and and I like killing hogs. I you know I like eating them, and it sounds gross to people, but I love smoking meat and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I don't. I'm not really into. I'm into some other, so many other things. I don't want to put a lot of time into hunting. I'd rather have a place where people pay me to come hunt. So that's where Lost Cody Ranch is, and it's a hunting lease. It's also where we live and where we cultivate the land and have our cows and stuff. I mean, I feel like, I feel like a, one good thing about it is that it's like you're having these people, like you said, you're having these people come in from Dallas and Houston and all like bigger cities, mm -hmm. like definitely from an area to where they do not get to experience these types of things like right. we, we grew up in woods forests mm -hmm. and you know hunting was just like you know a thing and it was like you can literally go out in your backyard and you know kill a deer or a hog and eat it i mean respectfully you know hope you know hopefully you do something with it like you're supposed to uh, what you're doing is providing a, an avenue for somebody yeah. to not, you know, because I, I know you talked about how you had some like some Russians or some like foreign people out <laughs> yeah. here. And it's like yeah. they were probably, you know, if they were from Russia, you know, they probably didn't get that opportunity. And so yeah. they're just, you know, they're just taking advantage of the freedom that we have to right. to do all those types of things. And hogs, you know, tear, tear up the land. They oh, I can show you where I tear it up my place. But uh, another thing I forgot to mention is like I, I set up a, a, a pistol and rifle range out here too so in the future we're gonna have i didn't know that <laughs> crossfit you know i taught like self-defense i'm gonna teach some gun classes and some like tactical shooting classes out here and that'd be cool yeah that's another another thing well it's another thing that's very important too it's like mm -hmm. learning how to do that from somebody who is experienced yeah like obviously like the whole huge issues with guns right now is like you know types of violence when in reality it's like learn how to use one and yeah. what what it's good for and oh, what it's not everybody wants a gun now I yeah mean, especially seriously, even like the most liberal people 
they see these riots and stuff like mm-hmm. you need to have a gun and but if you have a gun and you don't know how to use it it's useless you're going to shoot yourself yeah. on accident and that's <laughs> embarrassing and it's dangerous uh so that's what we're going to do and the fourth thing <laughs> i forgot to mention this so we have these cows and like one of my deals like we have freezers at both crossfit gyms one of my things is like good quality grass-fed beef so we have these awesome cows i'm never going to sell a cow and it, of course don't quote me on this i'm never going to sell a cow to sell barn like we're just going to slaughter these cows get them processed put the meat for sale at our gyms for you know just person to person it'll just be private between me and my members but if you want to buy like good quality steaks and stuff we're going to just have our own cattle for that that'd be awesome you know it's like a another avenue of just like really curated products that you know you know that you trust again and in bringing it back is like do stuff that interests you Mm -hmm. do stuff that you love you know all of these things coffee fitness you know hunting cows guns cows you know long runs, swims. It's all stuff that I love. I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I have a podcast. I'll talk about <laughs> it when I'm not doing <laughs> it. You know, Heck like yeah. that's how crazy it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Um, and you know, with your stuff, you're a little younger than me. You know more about digital stuff. You, you're filling a niche. You can help people like me, people older than me with digital marketing you're interested in that as well. And that by by helping others, man, you're creating a whole new thing and Well, I mean another avenue or like another reason why it's I feel like it's so important is because you've had like you're having people f- truly doing what they love and like again like I'm saying providing content with no reason for no motivation for money or anything like that, but they get, you know, say they just take off because it's like they know something that other people don't. And so, I mean, th- take, take like, you know, gaming, for example. When we grew up, like when I grew up, like if you gamed a lot, like you were like counted as like a geek or a nerd. Mm-hmm. But now people are getting paid a lot of money to game, to, to stream or, you know, just just do what you're interested in. Like, I don't know, there's like a kid yeah. that my little cousin watches mm-hmm. and he reviews toys on YouTube. And he yeah. makes that's the little Asian kid a yeah. ton of I know. like George watches that he wa- George watches kids on YouTube play video games, right. and then I'll walk in I'll be like okay that's not a, I don't want him watching adults because I don't want him to cuss or like mm-hmm. be crazy on there but because George is six, um, but yeah that, like YouTube is crazy man you can literally like if I love to do CrossFit I can feel myself doing CrossFit put it on YouTube and find a way to monetize it mm-hmm. if it's good enough hunting same way raising cattle somebody's out there looking for something like that right and it's like if they find a video then you know that's it just takes them to the next step and so i mean it's i think it's a huge really powerful way to not only do what you truly like to do but also educate other people who are trying to do the same thing Mm -hmm. so well all right man logan it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm going to have you on next time. Hopefully, you'll help me engineer this podcast, and uh, hopefully, I can fix it. If you don't know, right now on Apple iTunes podcasts, the Sam Dean podcast, for some reason, it only has my latest episode on there. So if you want to find my other two episodes, j- 
just Google Sam Dean, the Sam Dean podcast, and it'll come up on other uh, platforms. But we'll fix that soon. Um, this episode of the podcast was sponsored by Vanzant Coffee. Uh, you can go to vanzantcoffee.com uh, and purchase our coffee, and we'll ship it to you. There's free shipping over $50. Uh, we source our beans from all over the place, and it's really the best coffee because it's so dang fresh. And I've been to roasting school. I know what I'm doing. This stuff's good. Uh, Logan, you want to? It's pl- actually fire. It's very, <laughs> very, very good coffee. It's Hondo, fire. Hondo Sidekick is my favorite by far, but it's the good. rest of it's awesome. Thanks, man. So, what's your company again? So, on top marketing and web development. We specialize in digital marketing, uh, lead generation. We really focus on what matters to your business and how you can use it to not only be a like a tool, like an online tool, but also uh, educate other people as well. So you truly provide value. So how do they find you? So you can find me on Instagram, uh, Tom Gun, Tom period Gun. You can <laughs> just like an Instagram we're gonna, you know, we're thirst gonna, trap. We're going to fix that. But yeah. go. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook, uh, Logan Thompson. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well. Not very popping off, but again, Logan Thompson. And... Hopefully, you'll hear more from me. So, All right. What's your email? <laughs> CLTX18 <laughs> at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you.